um, after that, we're going to the second track. And then we'll talk to you. Okay. You know that I got it Anytime you desire Hustle always ain't stopping We live with that in the fire Fire You just wait till the point No chaser No false facts and no faker Cash for on your way That entertainment news A little bit of inspiration Put it all to the side To the west To everyone in this nation Never be good at celebration With a girl in motion And an RP folk Switching the key But we no sleepers Giving the game on all we know So would you please pay attention Cause if you're running on your own Trying to get it Need an idea how to make your wishes Get it from the soul Trying to do it in your head Even if you can't lose If you've been better than bruised this is exclusive for you, these are the tools We about to bring you the screws, and it before it was cool Saturday fire, yo, come here with me Have your desire, run with rich and the speed Saturday fire, fire Saturday fire, fire Saturday fire, yo, come here with me Have your desire, run with rich and the speed Saturday fire, fire Good evening and welcome to another episode of Indie Fire right here with, um, I'm going to just hold off on who we with because I'm not really sure who we with tonight other than myself, but of course it is Two Lit Tuesdays again right here on Indie Fire. Now I know I promised everyone on Saturday that we would have the new intro music on tonight because we have a new co-host. But seeing that my co-host hasn't showed up, you know, hmm. Well, I don't know. Maybe there was no, there was no miscommunication. Maybe he's just running a little late. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt, but we definitely do not want to start, you know, this relationship off with you being MIA king. We just we don't want to do that. We'll figure out what's going on with him in just a moment. Um, yeah, he's on the way. Just got a message from him. All right, so uh, I wanna I wanna wait for him because I wanna. If this is something that was brought to my attention today, and I want to talk about it, and I need like another person um, to like give me feedback, you know. And I might have to just jump on with my guest and get this feedback because it's really the issue is really worrying me. Well, it's not really worrying me. It bothered me when I heard it. I'll say that. Um, so let me give him a minute to try to get on. And But I do want to talk about, like, uh, what we discussed on Saturday, some of the things we discussed on Saturday. So uh, it's about Bow Wow and his, you know, incident. Um, and there's – I've seen so many different sides uh, to people's opinions, you know, since this happened early Saturday morning in Atlanta. In case you're under a rock and you don't know what's going on, let me bring you up to speed. Um, you know, this past weekend was the Super Bowl weekend held in Atlanta. And around 4, 4.30 in the morning, Bowel got into a confrontation physical with a young lady. In the beginning, no one knew who the young lady was. Um, they just knew that it was, you know, a female. So maybe two hours later, it comes back and says a news report to say that, you know, the female is actually his ex-girlfriend. And, again, they got into a physical altercation. Well, both of them sustained visible uh, signs, you know, of scratching and, you know, just red marks and, you know, bruising and all of that. And, of course, she blamed him and he blamed her. And the media outlets were reporting, you know, that Bala was arrested and charged um, for, you know, battery and assault. But they failed to mention that the young lady was also doing the same thing, you know, because neither one of them could give or they gave their answers. Law enforcement was not able to determine who actually initiated the incident. Therefore, they arrested both of them and they charged both of them. And so, you know, my problem with that was the fact that um, both of them were at fault and the media was only reporting that, you know, all the headlines are saying, he was arrested, you know, he was charged. They weren't pulling her into this at all. So, again, I've been seeing just a lot of opinionated people, 
you know, and um, a lot of them kind of feel how we felt, you know, um, it's not right one way or the other to to put your hands on um, a female. We all know that. But it's not right either for these females to be putting their hands on these men. And so a lot of opinionated people were just saying, you know, that's, that's how they felt. Um, and, I, and I saw some comments where, you know, a lot, of, a lot of young mothers were saying, you know, well, I teach my son now when he goes to school, if, uh, you know, a little girl hits him, he needs to hit her back, and he needs to hit her back hard so that she doesn't dare try to hit him again. All right, you school your kids however you want to. You train them, you know, however you want to. But it shouldn't be tip for tap, I feel, and I feel that she shouldn't have put her hands on him. We don't know how it initiated, who started it, but she shouldn't have put his hands on him. And, you know, as a man, he should have just walked away. And so my my opinion. Um, but there's just been so many different opinions uh, on the issue. So we'll keep you guys up to date on how that all plays out. My co-host is here. How you doing, King? I'm good. I'm good. How are you tonight? I'm good. I'm good. I was saving this, uh, and it has it really has nothing to do with music at all. Um, it's it's more about common sense, right? So this issue was brought to me today that um, a young lady was suspended from school. Nobody knew why she was suspended, all right? Because she got suspended, it's um, she can no longer participate in certain you know activities. So it was speculated that she got suspended because she was fighting. Right? What happened was on her way to school. I want to say Friday, on her way to school, um, her mother, who smokes weed, and she smokes weed with her daughter, uh, who's a senior in high school, uh, she told the daughter to roll one up for her on the way to school, right? So the mother, you know, the daughter doesn't smoke because she's going to school, but she does roll for her mother. And, you know, the mother smokes, Don't nobody thinks nothing of it. When she gets to school, and they smell, they smell it on her, you know. And she, instead of ratting her mom's out, you know, she was just like, it's, it's whatever, all right, it's whatever, and got suspended. Now, <laughs> my question is, would you have ratted your mother out? Or would you have been like this young lady and been like, yeah, oh, I ain't done nothing, but I'm going to take the fall. How you feel about your that? question? Is, your question is, would I rat my mother out? Yeah, that was her thing. Like, I don't want to rat my mom's out because if I do, then everybody will know she she smokes weed and she might get in trouble. Okay, but here you are, four more months left before you graduate. Now this is gonna go on your permanent record. All right, um, and you didn't you roll. That's all you did. You didn't smoke. No matter what you and your mom do in your house on a daily. You all you did was roll this blunt for her, and now you've been suspended. So if you was in that predicament, would you have just been like, "Hey, JJ, hey, this is what my mama do, this is what she do," or would you just sit there and shut your mouth and just? That's okay, so I think I'm a I'm gonna just answer this question the way that I feel like I personally should answer this question. I feel like the majority of people is going to agree with my answer. But you know, I'm gonna just speak for myself. There's no way in the world I would have told on my mom. You feel me? Like, listen, I go home and say, "Mom, I got suspended because I went to school smelling that weed because your ass was in the car smoking." She's gonna be like, "Oh, I'm sorry, baby." Type shit. You know what I mean? But if I go back home, act like everything's Gucci, and then she get a letter from CPS talk about, <laughs> but that's a way bigger problem. You know what I mean? Like, I just, <laughs> I just don't need that. And then. I don't know, it's the way the way I grew up. You feel me? Good. You just can't snitch on your mom. Like that's just wild, all by itself. I don't know. I don't know. Now I ain't come from the background that most people did come from. Um, and my, me and my mother have a very close, close bond. My mother's a minister, believe it or not. But um, I believe I would have had a snitch on my mom because here I am about to go to college. And I've already been accepted to schools um, who may now get my official transcript and see this shit. Like, my mother got hers, you know, just because she does this extracurricular activity. Um, okay, 
but she got hers. I'm trying to get mine. Now she has, I mean, like you, you put me out there. Um, and now I got people that's going to look at me like I may not get into the school that I applied to. You know, they may not accept me now, even though I've already been accepted, they may not allow me because this is on my permanent record. I feel like the mother's not selling the weed. The mother, you know, was smoking. If CPS contacted us, it's just so it's so much more to it. But I just I just feel like I would have had to no moms. You would understand. You could understand because first of all, I feel like you never should have asked me to do this on the way to school. Like you wasn't thinking yourself. I'm going to school. You know, there's dogs. You know, there's adults. You know, they're checking. You know what I'm saying? You sh- moms shouldn't have asked that to start with. I feel. I feel like if you was highly, if you was a student who was highly concerned about your academic career. There's no way you would have slipped up and just been cooling in the car while your mom was hotboxing. That wouldn't have happened. So, you know what I mean? I feel like that student obviously has a very nonchalant aspect to how, you know, the school look at her. She must not care too much. Even though she's a senior, she can't care too much. She was like, I bet. And she didn't care about taking that L. So I don't think she, I don't think she had the same perspective on school as, as, as you might have had. But furthermore, Somebody who smokes with their mom probably grew up. Somebody who smokes with their mom and rolls for their mom on the way to school. That don't sound like the person, you know what I'm saying, worried about, you know, stuff looking too bad on a Harvard application. You know what I mean? I hate to be the guy. And I, because all the viewers who don't know, I am black, but I hate to be that guy. But I got to be that guy. This just don't sound like. <laughs> Did you say he was black? Did you say he was black? <laughs> I had to, I had to, I had to throw it out there just so people don't be like, this nigga racist. But it's just, <laughs> it just sounds like, you know what I mean? It don't sound like this was a very good student in her career in the first place. She didn't seem to be too concerned well, let me, about what let me, let me intervene and say, like, I don't know how old you are, but you're younger than me. I do know that. So yeah. I think in each generation, in each, um, in each generation, brain cells are, are significantly lost. They really are. So things that I may have done back in the day, I clearly got away with it. Kids nowadays just don't have a clue. Um, and I think they, they don't they don't care. But I heard an English teacher say not too long ago that she assumed that, you know, because she had done something a certain way, then all the kids, you know, they understood what she talked about and what she did and what they were supposed to do. No, common sense nowadays isn't common anymore. So these kids can be the brightest. They can have 4.0 GPAs with all of this book knowledge and no common sense at all. I mean, there's so many sides to look at this, and I don't want to stay on it any longer. I just wanted to get a, another adult opinion because the kids, you know, just was like whatever, you know, so. Well, like, I, could yeah. say, I could say, and uh, in response to that, because I understand where you're coming from, of course, you know, me being in my generation, I've heard that in so many words more times than I could count but I can stand and say from this generational point of view the reason why we don't concern ourselves as much with the no, looking that people looking down their nose at us because of marijuana or people saying oh you're going to have this issue in your future because of marijuana is because we're not having those issues that everybody assumes we're going to have. For example, like you're saying, somebody might be like, oh, well, you're not going to get into this school or get into that school. Statistically speaking, you go to Harvard or you can go to HCC and either school, the highest rate of drug use is in the white kids, which are the kids who are least likely you would assume to be doing, not to be doing, but to be caught doing something like this in, say, high school, right? But... <clears throat> You can walk into a regular everyday store, as example, just as a young black kid, right? Because these are the people who you would assume would be having issues or just not caring about smelling like weed. Right? If I walk into a store and I smell like the brand new Ralph Lauren Polo Cologne, or I walk into a store and smell like weed, somebody's still going to look down their nose at me, and somebody's still going to think negative, negatively about me. But if I walk in not smelling like weed. I'm not going to get any brownie points for that. You know what I mean? So as our generation, we just understand that people are going to have a problem with us 
just based on the fact of our age range. So that's how it goes for everybody who hits this age range, right? Like the generations before us, their parents thought that they were doing wild stuff at this age and so on and so forth. But we just already have that prenuptial understanding that people are going to look at us in a certain light, and we just don't care about the regards of that light. Because we're the same generation that could walk into a job opportunity. For example, me, myself. I got dreads in my head, and I got golds in my mouth. And I've walked in and gotten many job opportunities in an office. I've worked for multiple Fortune 500 companies. And I do not look like the guy you want to work for your company. You know what I mean? There's just the power behind what we know we can accomplish despite the things we have to overcome. And that's kind of how our generation runs itself. So she might not have any fear of what happened in school. You know I mean, it might not, it might not for her feel like a setback, and she might not have any actual setbacks. You know what I mean? Like for example, if she decides she wants to go to college, her, especially somebody who's coming from an academic standpoint, she might not decide to go straight into a four-year college. She's probably going to go to ACC, get herself situated because somebody in the scenario, which is smoking at home and on the way to school with their mother probably need some sort of financial assistance. She's probably not catching well, no first L. All, first of all, first of all, she's not black. Let me put that out there also. She's not black. I mean, that's cool, but nine times, all, all of the random little stereotypes I threw out there, she's falling into one of the one of the multiples. If she's smoking on the way to school with her mom, her regular at-home life is not what most people would expect to be up to par. True or false, you know what I mean? Well, we'll continue at another time. I definitely do not want to take any more time away from our guest who beat me here. Um, that that hardly ever happens. Um, but I like people that are efficient and they are most definitely about their their business. And I can say this about this young lady. Um, I'm talking about Rocky the Rhyme Slayer. Uh, she possesses the talent to turn heads in the entertainment and music industry with her charismatic and raw flow. Rocky obtained her street credibility at the age of 17 when she started to participate in schoolyard battles and entered open mic showcases where she dominated and won. Rocky has released five singles, an album called Intimidation, now streaming on Pandora and iHeartRadio. After I give you downfall, we'll come back and speak with our guest this evening, Rocky the Rhyme Slayer. Passion to 
can start a war, take down all contenders, show what I got in store, show what it's in for, ready like an engine or an attack like a pit bull, they praying on my downfall, really want to see me gone, want to see me stumble, hit the ground, want to see me fall, they judges, judges, praying on my downfall, want to see me hit the bottom, want to see me gone, I'm so ready, ready, ready like an engine on. If you're just tuning in, you're live with King and Nikia on Two It Tuesdays right here on Indie Fire. That was Downfall by Rocky Divine Player, our guest for the evening. How you doing? Hey, what's going on? Thanks. I'm glad to be a part of the show. Glad to have you. Glad to have you. Let me jump right in this because we took a little bit more time than we should have talking about that issue. Um, but I want right, to go right. ahead and jump right in. I know that you said that you, you got your street creds at the age of 17, but as a small child, a lot of our guests always they started out in the church singing or doing something in the church. How did your music career begin? Well, actually, it was like I started writing at eight years old. It was just like an outlet and an escape to get away from what I was endured as a child, the pain. So, basically, I was just doing it from there. That's where it started off from. So, actually, it's just like therapy. Yeah, Yeah. it's like therapy. So, I started out writing poems first and then around, like, 14 start being like doing the battle raps and everything like that and then originally I just started making songs. I've only had one other guest on the show that was actually a battle rapper. How explain that to somebody who I mean it's it's self explanatory, but explain what goes into um battle rap. Well basically it's like you basically coming at your opponent and, and trying to destroy him whereas though they can't come back and hit you back with nothing else. So it's like I really got a kick out of doing it because that's what they all put me in that category because of how my flow was just so hard. And it was like, I can't really make no, they say you can make money off of battle rap and everything like that, but I really enjoy writing and, and creating um, like songs and hooks instead of just sitting there spitting and, and going at people and showing how I can do it. Cause it's like, I never, I ain't lose a battle yet. And every time I enter a competition or if I do start battling, it's just like I always destroy the potion, the, the opponent. Like, So I've been there. I've done that. I'm done with all that. I'm just trying to make this music so it can be worldwide, so it can be all over the place. That's what's up. Okay, okay. So I just want to jump and ask a quick question. I know you say you're over the whole battle rap scene, but I know a lot of artists who have been in the battle rap industry, uh, or I should say the battle rap scene, it's a hard transition to get into making radio-ready music. So how do you feel like how do you feel like you prepared for that transition, or how do you feel like it went for you? Well, it actually went great because um, I actually write R&B, rock, country. I can do I can write on anything, and I have all that songs and stuff already done. It's just not out. So basically all I'm doing is just like creating music. I have so much music where I'm looking for the artist to sing the music that I do. And I'm looking for a country like dancers, singers, everything like that. That's what I'm really looking for because the music that I do is just like it's going to be hard to put me in the genre because I touch all fields, all basics. I'm trying to cover everything. So okay. it's kind of hard when you're just a writer and you don't have the 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 artist, you know, to to do it. So that's why I'm doing it even more harder and doing it myself. Like I got some songs where I'm singing and everything on too. Like y'all get a chance to hear all that. I just dropped a mixtape called Black Roses, produced by Brian Payton. That's doing definitely fire right now. Okay, okay, I can appreciate that. So, um. I can really feel where that's coming from. Being a writer, you want to get your music out, so you're spending time now creating your own music while you're still shopping music to other people to vocally perform it, like your your right. R&B music, country music. Right, right. I record other artists and I make beats, 
um, I'm trying to do everything, like, on my own because I was working with some producers and stuff like that, and then some stuff happened where they said the computer crashed or you can't get your music back in time, and I ain't got time for none of that. I do this for therapy. This keeps me calm, and it's like I got to do it all from the muscle den to by myself, and I'm going to do it, but I'm working with a producer, and he's been doing good right now with me, and that's all the beats that's on the Black Roses Project. Understood. Have you ever made a beat that you that you initially thought you want to make for an R&B song, you want to make for a different type of genre, and you wanted somebody to get on it, and then you, you grew yeah. attached to that beat? Yeah, and I did it myself. <laughs> and I did it myself, and it actually came out kind of decent, but it's just still not that sound I'm looking for. Like, I have an ear for talent, so it's like this, the music that I create, it has to be that that voice and that person that's going to bring out that song because I hear it in my head how it needs to be done. That's dope. That's dope to be able to do it from multiple perspectives. Right. Who would you say influences your style of music? What'd you say? Say that again. Who would you say influences your styles of music? Especially the country. Hmm. <laughs> Like, um, well, I used to listen to, I would say the 90s, because it's got to be like the 90s flow, so. But um, I, everybody compare me and say I sound like Remy. Um, I heard um, Missy a lot, because um, it's all, like, when you hear my songs, when you get a chance to hear in, individually different songs, you will hear different styles of me and how creative I am with this music. So it's just like, I really don't know. All I know is that I listen to Beanie Siegel, Eminem. I listen to, like, a little few rappers and stuff like that growing up because I didn't want to sound like nobody. You really had to catch my ear in order for me to turn around and be like, yo, who's singing that, John? Who who that on the radio? Because not that often I get that. But when it was the 90s, that that music was like fire, and it's just like it's sad because mm-hmm. it's just not here. So I'm trying to bring that sound back again, that whole style. When you so when you rapping about something and you ain't just spitting on the track, it, it's, it's like meaning and concepts, stuff that's going to uplift somebody and save somebody or make a difference. I'm just not a hard rapper. That's okay. just the anger. That's just the anger and the pain that I have inside of me. So, in, nope. re, in regards to specific, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead. In regards to that, because, you know, um, people get stuck in a lot of genres when it comes to hard rap versus, we'll say, like, dance rap or pop rap or what have you. How do you feel you fit into these different aspects of hip-hop or aspects of rap, do you feel like you, ma- you mainly make like lyrical conscious rap, or do you feel like you've also, you also dip off into what I want to say, like... Um, no, I understand what you're saying. I, I think I, do, I write, I do everything. I just wanted to know that I'm just trying to, basically, my whole object and the whole goal of what I'm planning on doing is just trying to make a song for everyone in the world. Whereas, though, not just one person could listen to Rocky the Rhyme Slayer. Christians, church people that go to church, they have a song for Rocky the Rhyme Slayer, too, because I got something for them. I just want to just try to touch everybody and just make everybody know that, make everybody feel good, because music saved me. If it wasn't for music, I don't know where I would be. So I just want to do that because it's for the love and the passion that I have for it. So would you That's say real. that? Uh, would you say that your passion? I'm sorry, your motivation comes from the fact that this is therapy for you. That you're so passionate about it, and that you want to um, have, you know, the listening audience see you in a, a different light, like you said the gospel or the Christians can listen to Rocky the Rhyme Slayer gospel or, you know, those who favor country can listen to her, you know, in that light as well. Are these things that motivate you on a daily basis? Yes. It motivates me and my fans motivate me 
and the feedback and everything that I get back because I was just writing and just just writing, writing, putting music to the side, writing and recording it myself and stuff like that. But other people was like, no, you need to put that out. And they hear it and they say, you're so good, you're so good, and this and that and the third. And it's just like I ain't know other people would want to hear what I had to say. But actually people called me back and tell me that that song made them feel better or a certain song that I sent out because somebody was down and they wasn't feeling good, you know what I'm saying? Or people, the haters that's trying to pull you down, that's praying on your downfall, that's what that downfall track about, produced by Moose um, Brown and uh, Young, because it's just like no matter what, I'm still standing because they, they just, it's just like they, they don't want me to win. I don't know what it is, but regardless, at the end of the day, I'm doing it because it makes me feel good. I'm frustrated if I can't sit down and listen to some beats and got a pen in the paper and create something. I have to do this every day. Instead of sitting in front of counselors and talking to them, I'd rather sit and listen to some music and create something and feel better and good after I record it and listen to it. I'm in a different mood then. So it's just like... It's, it's what I love to do, and I want the world to see how what I can do and what I'm able to do. All you have to do is just hit that play button. For sure, for sure. What do you feel like is your greatest accolade as of yet? What What is that one milestone that you hit that that made you feel like this this was this was a passionate milestone for you? This was something that really meant a lot to you in the music career that you've had thus far. Well, it always meant something to me ever since I started writing. It always meant something. But the major milestone now is why, like, I'm about to go on tour. It's like it seems like it's finally paying off. I never got discouraged at how long I was writing and how long it's been for me to be um, noticed or be seen in the world because none of that never really, like, the money and all that aspect, and none of that mattered. Only thing that mattered to me was just being heard and people knowing who I was so they could understand my story and my pain and where I came from. But actually, it it got bigger than what I expected, and I didn't know. I didn't know all these people loved me. I didn't know all these people really was digging my music like that, and that gave me more strength and more power to create more and keep on going. I never was going to quit. That's not in my nature. I never give up or quit. I keep going, and I'm going to keep doing this forever because this is what I love to do. I love your passion. I really do. Um, a lot of the female artists that we have on the show, they they battle with and I'm not saying that, you know, the males don't, but it seems like the females battle more issues um, and they're able to pour it out into the music, whether they're a pop singer, whether they're an R&B singer, you know, whether they're a rap artist, they're able to pour all of those emotions, you know, into their music. And I feel like that's what ultimately makes, um, makes the female artists, the fact that, um, they're so transparent, and they're able to give their their listening audience all of them. Now, again, not saying the males don't do that, but it just seems more genuine when the females um, are able to do that. Talk about your track, Getaway. Right. Yeah, the Getaway is really a deep, deep track. And it's like I really, really needed that track, and I needed to listen to it after I made that track in order for me to stop thinking the thoughts that I had, that I was thinking at that time, at that moment, because I was just, like, so, so angry. Because I'm the type of person that it's hard to find people out here that's like me, and it's not like I'm bragging or anything like that. But I really stay to myself, and I'm not the type of person that's a hater or jealous of anybody. I stay in my own lane, and I really stay to myself. But for me, for people, for other people, I never met someone in my life that was, since I've been on this earth, that was so evil that that would want to sabotage me, want to see me gone, want to see me in the grave. Uh, and it's like I never did nothing to this person, and I was friends with this person for over like 10 or 12 years. And for this person to do this to me, it really, really hurt it, and it's just like I kept 
bringing this person back, keep bringing this person back in my life for this person to keep doing the same thing to me over and over again. So it was to the point where it took me to a point where it was like the thoughts was like I had to, I just wanted to just hurt this person and get rid of this person. So I just turned the beat on and wrote the track about the getaway because I needed to get away for a couple of hours and, and, and take my mind off of what I was thinking. So I wouldn't catch a case or be locked up and lose everything that I worked so hard for, knowing that I'm a mother, a proud mother of four, and I never let nobody take me out of this comp, out of that, out of my character like that. I never have since I've been on this earth. So it was toxic, just like I was talking about that relationship with Bow Wow and um, the girl, his girlfriend, his ex-girlfriend, and that shit. That's the that type of stuff go on all the time. And it's crazy because they threw his business up there, out there on the news like that, exactly. when other regular people go through that. And mm-hmm. and then it's, 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 like, sad because they exposed them like that and him with all those scratches and all that. And that's not – it's not – I've been in that type of relationship. And it's either you you got to be mature enough to get out of it because it's toxic because if you don't, somebody's going to die. Somebody's going right. to kill someone. And right. then that person is going to be in jail. You understand what I'm saying? The other people, people out here mm-hmm. have problems. And they, and I've been hurt already ever since a child, and this person already knew that. And for you to expose a secret and put that out all over the place when I never told nobody, that hurts. And for you to, for that person to do the things that he done to me, yes, I needed to make that getaway track. And to this day, I still listen to that joint over and over, and I thank God every single day that I didn't do what my mom was telling me to do. So that's why I needed What's to get away. Mind? And there you have it. Uh, if you're just tuning in, you're live with King and Nakia right here on Tubit Tuesdays on Indie Fire with our special guest this evening, Rocky the Rhyme Slayer. This right here is The Getaway. Get away. Uh, mind racing, my past can't escape it. Traumatized, heart full of anger. The getaway is what I need, need a break, yeah. Before I catch me a case and do eight gigs. Mind racing, my past can't escape it. Traumatized, heart full of anger. The getaway is what I need, need a break, yeah. Before I catch me a case and do eight gigs. Sad up and tired. Irritated and bothered, heart full of mileage, so go, no stopping. They said I needed therapy, my therapy was writing. Wrote it down in my journal, no book or spiral. All these years helped me cold, helped me through them trials. Feeling down, losing hope, but I stayed fighting. Praying that I make the right moves, no failures. Praying that I don't catch a case, be a felon. Trying to keep my head clear, not a irrelevant. Stay up in my own lane, these niggas keep testing her. About to make the lab rain, making me uncomfortable. About to have me roofed in cup. Like Huxtable, trying to reframe, walk away, but I can't go. Heart full of rage, all shade, no rainbows. Trying to maintain in this world full of weirdos. Shit, it's not a game, I will squeeze, let that thing go. Mind racing, my past can't escape it. Traumatized, heart full of anger. The getaway is what I need, need a break, yeah. Before I catch me a case and do eight years. Mind racing, my past can't escape it. Traumatized, heart full of anger. The getaway is what I need, need a break, yeah. Before I catch me a case and do eight years. About to make me force my hands to do some shit I never do. Mind trouble, worry, stress, in and out, feeling blue. When I need that getaway, car ride, something new. Take my mind off of things before I snap and lose my cool. Sitting by the water, watch the swans, what I like to do. Gather up my thoughts about my life and my next move. Jumping over hurdles, trying to dodge all the obstacles. Willing and determined, man, anything is possible. Story of my life, chapter 36, regroup. Get my shit together, must do what I gotta do. Handle all business, time is short. Remain cool, stay humble, guard up. Win or lose, focus on my music and do what I was born to do. Never let them get to me. Do my best, can I lose? Just need to get away. Find something else to do. Keep my mind occupied. Sit back and do the view. Mind racing, my past can't escape it. Traumatized, heart filled with anger. The getaway is what I need, need a break, yeah. Before I catch me a case and do eight years. Mind racing, my past can't escape it. 
traumatized, heart full of anger. The getaway is what I need, need a break, yeah. Before I catch me a case and do eight, yeah. So I feel yeah, like that's every, now again, again. Yeah, somebody, every now and again, people need a way to escape, um, right. not just from the ills of the world, but sometimes just from your own self. And so I'm definitely feeling, I'm feeling that track right there, most definitely, because I could have caught a couple cases um, messing around with my friends <laughs> back in the day. I most definitely right. be <laughs> Right, right. Thank you. Produced by Brian Payton, too. Shout out. Shout out to him. As a female... Shout out to Brian Payton. um, There's so so much, and the standards are set a little higher now than what they used to be, because everybody wants to be the next, I don't know, Cardi, uh, the next Nikki. You know, they want to be Cash Doll, City Girls. You know, what, what type of skepticism have you faced um, as an independent artist in the industry? Well, I just want to be myself. Like, as you can see, when you look at Rocky the Rhyme Slayer, I already got my own little image. I ain't under eyelashes and all that makeup and pocketbooks and heels. I ain't trying to be no Nicki Minaj or no Cardi B. I ain't trying to be nobody but me. So, it's like, I, I don't really know. I'm just being me. Australia. What's the biggest barrier that you felt um, that you've had to overcome as not only an independent artist, but just a female independent artist in um, a genre that is favored by men? My, uh, it seems like the men really like it. The men is the, like is the most, I guess, they'd be really, really digging the flow because they just, but some of them be, like, intimidated, too. Intimidated by the flow, and it's just, um, I really don't have no idea. All I know is that the guys love, they really dig my flow, and the females do, too, but it, the guys show more love. Yeah. The guys be showing more love. The females, some like the other female rappers, it'd be like, but dealing with the other female rappers is just like, I just stay to myself. That's why you usually just see me on my own tracks. And it's not like I just dislike other female rappers. I respect other female rappers. I don't have no beef with no other female rappers, none of that. I just go into this just with with, with my own vision and my own crea- creativity because I don't want to sound like nobody or look like nobody. And they do try to change you, and they say sex sales and all that extra stuff or whatever. I'm just trying to bring that good music back. That's it. So, ooh. so with that being said, do you feel like you bring the total package? Um, Actually, yes, I do. If I could touch all bases and write about anything and create, um, and make my own little beats and rhyme to that and record myself. Yeah. Only thing is just I would have to just get a dance career. <laughs> Somebody teach me how to dance. But other than that, yeah, I could do everything else because I'm doing it. I'm doing it, and I've been doing it, and it's been and it got me this far doing it the way I have been doing it. So but you, I just you want to ask. Wait a minute, hold on. You have your own. That's um, what I'm looking for. You you have a blueprint that you follow um, that seems to work yeah. for you. But is there anything mm-hmm. that you're not willing to do in this industry? Like you just mentioned, you know, sex sells and everything, and you're not trying to wear the heels, and you're not trying to wear the bags, and, you know, because you have your own style that works for you. Right. Is there anything that you're not willing to do in this industry? Yeah, I'm not willing to sell my soul. Boom. Because that that I'm not willing to sell my soul for no money. 
because money is not everything. Money is not everything to me. Materialistic, all that stuff is not money to me. That's, like, what I care about more is the music, is my music. And everybody getting a chance to hear it because all the money and everything else will come after. So I'm just doing it for the love and the passion and just hope other people would just feel where I'm coming from and just listen to my music and take the time out and just get to know Rocky the Rhyme Slayer. Because I have a story to tell, and I'm not finished yet. I have so much music. Do you have... Do you have... um... Do you have a goal in which you're trying to attain? You know what I mean? Like, like within your blueprint. Yeah. I mean, you have a story well, that you're... Yeah. Well, basically, what's about the, what I plan on doing is, like, I want my own record label. Um, I already started it. It's KIL Records. Huh? I said, me too, girl. Yeah, yeah, that's what I want in my own artist. That's my like my goal. That's what I want to do. My other goal, I want to go back to school. That's another goal that I wanted to do. But um, what I really wanted to do was just have my own my own record label and have my own artist, and I write and create for my artists, and I and I make them shine out because that's what I want. Just bring the artists out into my music and then let them shine out like that. Because half of the music that I write, I I can't get up there and perform it or nor do it because it's for somebody else. I'm just writing and putting them to the side, writing them and putting them to the side. And when I hear that person, then I pull that song out. So my goal okay. is to go is, is to just do that and create my own artist, um, ghostwrite for other people, and and just you know keep dropping music. Okay. Okay. Speaking of dropping music and speaking of, we got another single of yours that we want to talk about, and this one is Bang Bang. Can you introduce that one for us? Yeah, Bang Bang, produced by Iceman Beats. Um, it just uh, just went in and just killed that joint. Just go ahead and check that joint out. This is Bang Bang, Rocky the Rhyme Slayer. Better run. 
run, you better try and duck for cover, cover. You better run, you better try and duck for cover, cover. Bang, whoop, 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 bang, motherfuckers, run. Bang, whoop, 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 bang, motherfuckers, run. You better run, you better try and duck for cover, cover. You better run, you better try and duck for cover, cover. What they want, what they want, what they want with her. They can't fuck with her, no, they can't fuck with her. I'm a savage, I'm a beast, I'm a monster, nigga. I lay your ass on your back, on your pockets, nigga. What they want, what they, what they, what they want with her. They can't fuck with her, no, they can't fuck with her. I'm a savage, I'm a beast, I'm a monster, nigga. I lay your ass on your back, on your pockets, nigga. What y'all really want? Uh, y'all can't fuck with her. Let them hear it dumb. Let them jump. What they want, what they want with her. Uh, 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 what y'all really want? What they want with her. Y'all can't fuck with her. Okay, okay, okay. So this is a lot of Yeah, I just went in on that joint. I was another that was another mad day. You know. <laughs> like split personalities and shit, so Rocky the Rob Slayer, then we got Rashida. Rashida got some nice little. You got you got to just check out Intimidation and check out this mixtape. You you could you be able to tell Rocky from Rashida. For sure, for sure. Speaking of listen, real quick, quick question. Speaking of uh, new music and something like this has got a lot of energy. I assume it's going to you know have a lot of push and a lot of buzz. How do you feel like you deal with promoting and doing your music or pushing your music on social media? You feel like you got a good social media presence? Well, good social media, good, because it's like they show me mad love on all my sites and everything like that. But um, on online, I guess, and just, like, paying and everything, that ain't go too well. Like, I was with a record label, the distribution deal, and um, it's like you really need promotion out here and pay promotion in order for, you know, your music and stuff to be able to be selling like that online. So now I'm I'm doing it the old school way with the CDs and stuff like that so I can see my money and that shit in my hands and all that and not worrying about all that. But Lisa's up online and everything like that. But, yeah, it's a hustle out here. It's really, it really, really hard <laughs> to try to make it, you know, to do all that. But I'm still sticking in there, still standing, still grinding from the muscle, trying to make it do what it do. Understood. That's what's up. That and that's very appreciated. Um, just getting back to the you know the beginning of everything. Um right. not all of this the stuff that we have now. And I appreciate that you said that, you know, um the nineties music is what you kinda of lean towards because you know, I'm a nineties child. So right. um, <laughs> artists go back and actually fully um, you know, understand the significance of the music back then versus what's being put out now. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Um, but I think it was so much more substance back then. Um, it was more um, more relatable um, than everything that's being spoken about um, now. Right. So on that right there, most definitely. Unfortunately, right. we are down to the last five minutes of the show. Uh, this is the kind of fun part of the show where, you know, uh, your listening audience, they, they hear you talk about the music, um, your passion, um, why you do what you do, why you grind so hard for the whole interview, but they don't really get to know you personally. So this is a game right. we like to call Either Or, and it's very simple. I'm going to give you um, two options, either or, all right? You have uh, okay. like 10 seconds in. Nothing that you got to, you know, go in depth, discussion about it, you know, thinking about an answer is very, very quick, very fun game. All right? So you got six questions. Okay. You ready? Yeah. 
Good. All right. So, money or fame? Uh, either. McDonald's or Burger King? Um, either. Rum and Coke or gin and juice? Or. Washing dishes or doing laundry? Or. Are you adventurous or are you cautious? Or. Do you think before you speak or speak before you think? <laughs> Neither. <laughs> so there you have it. <laughs> King, King, tell her what she won. What she win? Well, today's contestant, you won yourself a fresh pair of real live size 10 gator shoes. You can pick those up at uh, Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> they live gators, you feel me? But you can turn them into shoes, is the point. <laughs> No. Uh, I was about to say, I don't even wear those tits. <laughs> I was about to say, how you know she wears You even have to stuff them. Got to stuff them with tissue, though. But that's in Mobile. Right. Those Shout girls would be super big. Yeah. Well, I'm only a seven. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? It's free gators, though. You know what? Free, free gators. gators. Yeah, right. hell yeah. <laughs> 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 So I want to give you the opportunity to go ahead and get all your contact information out now for those who may be listening, uh, for those who may come back and listen to a playback show because we are on several other platforms. This is your opportunity to, okay. you know, just get that information out. Anybody want to work with her for collaboration and you want to get on some of that music that she's written, you want her to ghostwrite for you. This is your opportunity to go ahead and get that info out. Right. Make sure you can find me on Instagram, Rocky the Rom Slayer. R O C K Y T H E R H Y M E Slayer S L A Y E R Facebook Rashida Johnson Twitter Troubles at Trouble at Troubles the M C T R O U B L E Z the M C Also I'm about to go on the seven one seven tour in March. Pay shows every Friday and Saturday. Make sure y'all look out for that Black Roses mixtape. I just I'm dropping February the 14th on Valentine's Day, but I got them hard copies right now on deck. You can find me on SoundCloud, Pandora, iHeart, all major platforms. Just make sure y'all follow me. Check out my music, Intimidation. I dropped that. That's an album and a single, Downfall, produced by Young Taylor and Mooch Brown, and definitely The Getaway. Definitely go check out that Getaway video. It's up on YouTube, everywhere. Produced by Brian Payton. Okay. There you okay. have it. You got any, um, you got any immediate shows coming up? Yeah, it's, um, it's starting in March. That's when the tour starts, the, um, the pay shows. As soon as I get that, then I'll make sure I tag Nakia and that so everybody will know what's going on. But I don't I don't have a list of where I, I know it's the 717 Lancaster, Lancaster area. So we're covering that whole area for the tour. Every Friday and Saturday is paid shows. So I definitely keep everybody posted on that. And I want to give a major shout-out to all everybody that supported me and been sticking with Rocky the Rhyme Slayer, supported my mixtape, um, showing me mad love, and it's just keeping me strong, keeping me going, and keep making me produce and dropping more music for everyone here. I want to thank everybody, and thank you for having me on the show. You are so very welcome. You could have been anywhere. You could have been anywhere. You you gave your, you know, your time up to us uh, this evening. So most definitely, you are appreciated for that. We thank you for being here, King. You got shout out? Yeah, I definitely want to give a shout out. Uh, shout out to my squad, everybody on Kings of Entertainment, and um, rocking with us down here in Florida. Um, I think that pretty much that was everybody. That's my whole squad. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let me go ahead and quickly shout out um, my my daughter, my only girl. She turns eighteen on tomorrow, so y'all know I'm gonna be flooding your timelines everywhere. I'm um, showing my baby girl some love. So I'm gonna shout her out now. Um, thank you to all of the listening um, audience. You know our supporters, our fans who continuously support us every week. 
Make sure that you're tuning in on this Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Did I skip a whole day? Damn, yeah. Uh, 7 p.m. <laughs> Eastern Standard Time. He said, she said, uh, right here on Indie Fire. Let's backtrack. Go back to Thursday the 7th, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have R&B singer from Ohio um, by the name of Terrio T. Range. He is phenomenal. And King, he's not like the R&B singers that I've had on the show you know, in the past this year, so you can you don't gotta worry. I'm gonna be on my best behavior, no flirting, no none of that. Oh, okay. Because um, he, you know, okay. he's a different kind of R&B. You know, he's a different kind of R&B. Um, and then on okay. uh, Monday, next Monday, at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we begin uh, New Music Mondays. So uh, go ahead and get your submissions in uh, for all that new music, and we'll get it played for you. So as usual, let me give you this quote. Music is powerful. As people listen to it, they can be affected. They respond. That's Ray Charles. So until Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, good night. Good night.